BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Did you see this guy, Ben Shelton? How old is he? He's 20, and he's a new face in tennis. How about this guy? 14 aces, even with his 11 double faults. Shelton got it done and beat Francis Tiafo 6-2-3-6-7-6-6-2 in a great contest at the U.S. Open. And Shelton gets in to the semifinals. He reached his first slam semi by winning. He said, sometimes you got to shut off the brain, close your eyes and just swing. He was talking about his forehand winner of an 83-mile-an-hour second serve that prevented Tiafo from taking a two-sets-to-one lead. He said, some may say clutch, but I don't know about all that. Tiafo said, an unbelievable return from way back there. Come on, that's unheard of stuff. Shelton broke to begin the fourth set, and that was all she wrote. End of the third set is when I really had to dig deep, Shelton said. He's the youngest guy from the U.S. in the open semi since Michael Chang was 20 in 1992. The matchup was the first major quarterfinal between two African-American men in the open era, which dates back to 1968. Tiafo said, it's great with two people of color going at it. Obviously a historic moment, but ultimately once you get out there, you just want to win. It was the first open quarterfinal since 05 between two guys from the same country, which hasn't claimed a slam, the U.S., in men's singles since Roddick won at Flushing Meadows two years prior to that in 03. Sheldon's going to face, oh, good luck, the Joker on Friday for a berth in the final. Djokovic reached his record 47th Grand Slam semi, breaking a tie with Roger Federer for the most by any man by beating up on Taylor Fritz. Everyone's heartthrob, 6-1, and 4 When they asked him if he knew who he was playing next, Shelton smiled and said, he's won maybe 23 of these, something like that. Of course, referring to the Joker's total number of major championships. 
Shelton said it doesn't get much better than that. Shelton said it was hot out there tonight, wasn't it? Feeling like I left it all out there. It was an emotional battle. He said, I'm thinking to myself as I'm walking to get my towel in the fourth set, and it's like, this is the greatest moment on the tennis court of my life, and I'm in a lot of pain physically, but I'm loving it. I think that was just kind of the story of today. Shelton hits bombs. We're talking about forehands that go over 100. His serves are way bigger than that. He had an ace at 138 miles an hour. He reached 149 miles an hour twice in the fourth round. That was against Tommy Paul, but he was blasting him against Tiafo. Everybody wondered if it was tough for him being a favorite at this stage of a slam. He hasn't done that a lot. He said it's difficult and different to be in a seat like this. Obviously, Ben really wanted to win. Ben came out and played with a lot of energy. Obviously, a lot of times when I play late in tournaments, I've been the underdog. So I just go out and play, kind of like how Ben did. He played, he swung at it, and you do whatever you want. Sheldon won national championships at Florida for the Gators. His dad coaches him on tour. So how about this Brianna Stewart chick? She scored 40 to set the WNBA single season scoring record, passing Tarasi, the Liberty Edge Dallas, 94-93 last night in Arlington. New York's within a game of... Vegas for first place with home games against L.A. and Washington still on the slate. The Aces close with a home-and-home against Phoenix. So Stewart became the all-time leader with 861 points after her 15th point of the night. She reached 40-plus points for the fourth time this season. She had 10 boards. She finished the game with 885 points for the season, 25 more than Tarasi's mark set in 2006. Tarasi did it in 34 games. It took Stewart 38. Brianna said, it means a lot. Anytime I'm in the same limelight as D, it's a huge honor. I have something I can hold over her head a little bit now. Really appreciate everything I've been able to do and wouldn't be able to do it without my teammates. Did you see Jose Altuve last night? The little fellow homered in each of the first three innings, and the Astros exploded on the Rangers and blew them out 14 to 1. Altuve has homers in four straight plate appearances going back to Monday's game, and five homers in six plate appearances, the most in a two game span in Astros history and tied for the most over two games in baseball history. He's the first guy since at least 1961 to hit a home run in four consecutive innings and the fourth to hit five homers in six appearances at the plate, joining Manny Ramirez, Sean Green, and Josh Hamilton. Altuve said it was just one of those days where you feel really good. I was just trying to get my pitch, put a good swing, and it happened. He started with a blast to left off of Valdi. He hadn't pitched since July 18th. His second homer was against Uvalde and ended his night after an inning and a third and four runs allowed. His third blast was against Dane Dunning. 
He didn't come to the plate in the top of the fourth, grounded out in the fifth, struck out in the seventh, and then he left the game. He said, obviously, it's a good thing to do, especially in the situation we're in right now, trying to win the division so it's all good. Just a week ago, he hit for the cycle and became the first player in Astros history with a cycle and a three-homer game in the same season. He's only the second guy in history to accomplish both feats fewer than 10 days apart. Joe DiMaggio did it in 1948. That's some lofty stuff. After his third homer last night, he was 7 for 9 in the first 12 innings of the matchups with Texas with 5 homers, 5 RBIs, and 6 runs scored. Dusty Baker said it's just unbelievable. I mean, he was on the ball. Altuve joined Mookie Betts as the only players this year to have back-to-back multi-homer games. His four homers and four straight plate appearances ties the major league record. So with their win against Texas and the Mariners lost to Cincinnati, the Astros are in sole possession of first in the West here on Wednesday, and that's the first time this season they've been in first. Altuve said, obviously, this doesn't happen very often. Last month of the season where we're trying to get first place, stay there. So real good timing here. So I just want to tell you about some of the ranked teams playing Saturday in college football. And look at the slate. At noon on ABC, Notre Dame and NC State from Carter Finley in Raleigh, North Carolina. Notre Dame favored by 7.5. The total is 51. We'll see if Sam Hartman can keep rolling, coming off his two wins, one against Navy and then Tennessee State. Ball State plays at noon at Sanford Stadium in Athens, Georgia, against number one Georgia. The Bulldogs lay in 42. 53 is the number. Beck is the new Georgia quarterback. He threw for 294 and a TD in their win last Saturday. Also at noon, Youngstown State, the Penguins, going to the shoe to take on number five Ohio State. Delaware in Happy Valley to take on number seven Penn State at Beaver Stadium in University Park. How about this one at noon? Number 12, Utah going to Baylor in Waco at McLean Stadium. Utah laying seven and a half, 47 and a half is the total. Also at noon, Troy and K State in Manhattan at Bill Snyder Stadium. The Wildcats laying 16 and a half, 50 and a hook is the number. Everyone wants to watch Colorado, and they'll get their chance. Nebraska and the Buffs on Fox at noon from Folsom Field in Boulder. Colorado laying three, 59 and a half is the number. Shadur Sanders, 510 yards and four TDs against TCU at 215. Charleston Southern goes to Death Valley to see number 25 Clemson at Memorial Stadium. That's going to get ugly. 3.30 on CBS, UNLV taking on number two Michigan at the Big House in Ann Arbor. The Wolverines are laying 36 and a hook. 57 and a half is the number. At 3.30, Ole Miss and Tulane, a good one at Yeoman in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. Ole Miss laying seven and a half. 65 is the number. 3.30 on ABC. It's number 23, Texas A&M. The Aggies going to Hard Rock in Miami to see the Canes 
Aggies laying four and a half. 51 is the number. Tulsa's at number eight. Washington at five o'clock at Husky Stadium. Washington laying 34. 64 and a half the number. At five, Austin P at Tennessee. The ninth ranked balls at Neyland at home. They'll roll. 515 App State in North Carolina at Keenan in Chapel Hill. The Heels laying 1858 the number. At six, SMU's at Oklahoma. Sooners laying 15 and a half. Lafayette's at Duke in Durham. At seven, Texas and Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Bama laying 754 and a half the number. Oregon's laying six and a half at Texas Tech. LSU hosts Grambling. Wisconsin's at Washington State. Badgers laying six and a half. Florida State hosts Southern Miss. UC Davis at Oregon State. And Stanford USC Trojans laying 29. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 